always spooked by the asteroids around me. But then I had lucked out with three chums that found me. We gotta go see these mechanicals at the center of the universe. The butcher, the baker, the candle maker. The butcher, the baker, the candle maker. The butcher, the This show is dedicated to the memory of Nichelle Nichols, who passed away today, it's July 31st. In her role as Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek, she set an example for us kids of color and instilled in me a love of space and exploration. Rest well, Nichelle, and thank you from the bottom of our space-loving hearts. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Butcher, The Baker, The Candlemaker in Space. Hope everybody's doing well. Joining me tonight is The Baker. Howdy do. And Pantagruelia. Bonjour, mes amis. And yeah, it was definitely a uh, a bummer to see that news uh, come across. Um, you know, cer- certainly one of the class acts of the uh, of the Star Trek uh, TV show. Um, yeah, yeah. I I say this from my desk where I have a little um, a little stamp dispenser that was from the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek. My letter opener is a Klingon batleth, and my cats and dogs are Worf, Tasha, and Doctor Crusher. So I I mean we're across uh, across TOS and TNG, but um, Nichelle Nichols my experience of her and my experience of Star Trek and loving space was um, watching her when I was growing up because um, it was always on, Star Trek was always on on Saturday mornings. Um, And I would watch and then Doctor Who was after and I would dive under the sofa because I was scared of the Doctor Who music. But but seeing a woman of color and um, seeing George Takei and seeing a diverse bridge in space was just really, really exciting for me. And I got to meet her at a con a few years ago. And, um, and I told her how much she meant to me. And it was, uh, she was so lovely. She held both my hands in her hands Mm. the whole time. And, um, yeah, she was just really, really warm when I met her and really, really kind, but, um, but representation matters. And, uh, I think the story is that she said she was going to quit Star Trek after the first year. And, um, oh no, that was, that was Whoopi Goldberg was going to quit. Nichelle Nichols called her and said, no, don't. Mm. Um, but, um, I think for, uh, for Nichelle Nichols, it might've, I'm totally messing up the story cause I'm all emotional, but, um, but yeah, she wasn't sure she was going to do it and she stayed and we're so, we're all so grateful Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she was yeah. she was a great actress. Well, we kind of had a, a little bit of excitement in the uh, No Man's Sky community this week. Just a little. Just a little. And it <laughs> it couldn't possibly be any more different than the last expedition if you really set out and tried to do it. Um because this one is about as chill as it gets. I mean, short yeah. of having to kill 16 pirates, 
nothing has to die in this in this expedition. And that's not hard. No, it's not at all. Yeah, it's more like an instruction manual on how to use the the freighter system than anything. Yeah, and, I was feeling that. It's like a it's like a um an update tutorial. Some of the things like adding the the shooting and and that and the expeditions, it it feels like those kind of little things were tossed in there because they were like filler that were kind of related. But it's like I, I'm still enjoying them, but it's like it does feel like they were trying to put together something to show how to use the freighter system. Yeah, very. And, I I think that's really you know what it introduced the new parts uh, because there's a lot of new stuff that they added with the uh, endurance update, and you know it can be easy to miss because m- most people have never used the um, the freighter upgrade menu. Um. I mean, a lot of people don't even bother to get a freighter, um, you know, let alone upgrade it. Uh, and, you know, really before the the thing that you upgraded uh, through that same uh, menu system was if you wanted to extend the uh, the hyperdrive of the uh, of the freighter. Uh, but most people never warped in their freighter either. And so they never bothered to uh, to to go in that menu to do the upgrades. So. That was me. Yeah, that was me. Not until you told me where to find things. Remember last week, I had my little mind blown mm. on the show because <laughs> I didn't know where to find all those parts. I mean, I was only in there every once in a while because I never had enough salvage data to to do anything with it. Apart from like, um, apart from like the bulkheads, you know, expanding yeah. my storage space. Yeah, going in I and just, adding a bulkhead. I didn't go there. I didn't know you could warp until much, much, much embarrassingly long. It was an embarrassingly long time before I knew. So, I mean, um, it's an easy thing to miss and it's, it's an easy thing to ignore too, because, um, you know, the, the freighters, when they start out only have, you know, a hundred light year, um, hyperdrive capability. Yeah. And It's janky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even the even it, I mean, it's basically the same as the worst starship, and you know, so most people, you know, know to use their starship to to, to you know do the um, you know the warping to different systems. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, it's a good idea to have this just because so many people don't use it. Yeah, it's well, I'm glad they did it because everything like I'm really specifically the stuff that they added just recently because I don't like it's all brand new now. So like trying to figure out what each thing does and like this is makes it really productive to be able to go through the new system. Even if you haven't if if you have been building in freighters for a while, it's all new, like it's all good, like new stuff that they just added. So being able to take your time and go through it like this and like see each piece, you know, there's a reason to install each piece now. It's not just like, oh, install that and see what it does. Yeah. You know, you're getting a little bit of a reward just for going through the new system. Yeah. And and it's, I don't know about visit someone else's freighter base, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> I've been using my Xbox as my friend. <laughs> oh, that's a 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I I log on I log on to my Xbox and then you know go visit it with my PC character and then um you know log off you know then log out and and jump in um and with my Xbox visit my PC character and uh you know you get those uh, those milestones. Uh one thing to remember when you get that milestone is Okay, when you're on somebody else's freighter, um, you don't get a save when you hop in and out of your ship. Um, so Uh-oh. you either need to go land on a planet or go to the space station and hop out of your ship uh, to uh, to get that uh, save uh, to keep it. So when you jump back into your normal mode, um, your or into your um, you know regular solo play, uh, you still have the uh, you know, that milestone. So the first time I did it, I, you know, I landed on the freighter. It, it popped up. I, um, you know, I got the, the reward. I hopped out and back in and then left the, uh, left the team. And then when I logged back in, you know, to, uh, to regular, uh, solo play, it was gone. I'm like, Oh man, what's going on? And then I realized, okay, it didn't save. Um, so, uh, just, just something to keep in mind when you're, you know, when you're visiting somebody else's ship, make sure you go outside the ship and find some place to land to save your game. Okay. So it's basically got the same rules as landing on a derelict. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've only been on, on Jen so far and it, it was, uh, it was nothing but plants. So I kind of forgot what was going on. <laughs> and the whole thing's really smoky right now. All my geck have most of the room's hot box. So <laughs> my crop keeps disappearing. Oh, uh, how I was going to say did you start a new uh what was, what was that? Grow up. Did you start a new grow up on your oh, freighter? I, I expanded my grow up. Yep. <laughs> There's so much room. I'm a big <laughs> operation now. Well, it's gonna know, be multi-level yeah, too. You're gonna you, you're gonna be able to go for days. If you did just <laughs> one floor, just one level, and just filled up that one level, that would just it would be almost too much. Yeah. Cause it would take forever just to walk to the other end. Yeah. I would. I would. But the vendors don't have a they don't have a money limit for the day or a unit limit for the day, do they? So I can just keep making my millions. Yep. Well, okay. So can you collect all from an entire floor if you have it set up like that? Or do you have to go through each room and individually and do it? Collect that all from the rooms. Yeah. From the rooms. Each individual room? Uh, each individual um, plot. Yeah. Oh, that's That's a lot. I know. That's a lot of collecting. That would take you like an hour just on one level. Yeah. It would. It probably would, but it's going to look awesome. <laughs> yeah, so much green. Cause, and they also, on one of the re- on one of the, uh, the patches that they did, they fixed it so that um, all the planters on the walls um, now give you uh, a little bit of carbon. Yes, I noticed that. So I think all four corners, if you take those, it's it's about the same as one of those standing planters yeah. that you could put in there before. 
And I keep thinking that that little blue light on the wall with the two arrows pointing at it is where you have to collect from. <laughs> so that's where I go at first. Mm. It's like, I can't find where you, like, you, I, I have to move around until I can, until I can actually grab the carbon. Yeah, I think they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to work on some of the target um, spaces for all of these, these new rooms. Because uh, there's a lot of them that are kind of fiddly, like the uh, the refiner, uh, you have to get it just right. The uh, the teleport uh, can be fiddly, as far as uh, you know where where the uh, where it activates at, and so they'll refine all that and uh, and get that smoothed out nicely. That refiner room. I love the animation going on inside that refiner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God, it's beautiful. And I just stood there for the first time I used that. I stood there like, man, this is nice. And I think I spent like a good 10 minutes just staring at it while I had copper, you know, going to uh, chromatic metal. And it, yeah, you have to stand. Like I had to get in the room and stand in the corner to kind of get it to work. Otherwise, it just like, didn't even notice me. And then I have a geck walking over and waving his hand in my face. So yeah, it's it, I, once again, I could do without the dudes walking around me sometimes, <laughs> but I don't mind it that much. It does give a little liveliness to it, especially when you start really opening everything up and then they walk outside too. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely get around. So it's, it's been pretty interesting. Um, so one of the first things I noticed right away that it's, you know, you need a lot of money um, or a lot of time. You know, you can, yeah. you know, you can spend hours and hours gathering, um, you know, resources off the planets. Um, or you can go to, uh, th there's two planets in that first system. Uh, that have ancient uh, bones. And, you know, the first time I collected a few spots and, and got a couple of million dollars worth of bones. Um, in my second playthrough, I got a little more serious and uh, mm -hmm. ended up making 7 million units in bones. Just okay. bones? Just bones. So this has been my, this has been my gameplay for most of the last few days has been like trying to come up with a, a money-making scheme so I can afford the ship that I want. Mm. And I've been, I, I tried the car, the, um, what is it? The, um, cobalt business. And mm. I, it was just, it was frustrating with the oxygen and stuff and i've been really grinding for um nav data so i can find distress beacons and rescue ships but i'm not getting much back from those ships yeah yeah so I, i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna go find some bones yeah the bones the bones are where it's at you can you know if if you really you know if you make several trips you know, you can, you know, who knows how much you could make. Um, but uh, definitely the best way I found. Yeah, because when I first started it, um, you know, I was kind of looking at the same thing, doing the 
uh, doing the cobalt. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's not a, a great system. I think you can only buy like 200 oxygen at a time, um, from each of the, um, either the terminals or the, uh, the, the ship pilots. And so it takes a long time to get enough oxygen to be able to really do, you know, a big, uh, a, a big cobalt run. And it's not fun. No. Hate being in the cave, just like, you know. And now on the PS5, my PS5 update, doing the uh, mining anything with the new haptic feedback. <laughs> Shaking your hand workout. <laughs> well, and and you're constantly having to replace the batteries in your controller. Yeah, I have two, thank goodness, and I got you know I I got a like a quick charger for them. So I'm swapping them out like crazy. It's a lot of work. Yep. But can you yep. turn down the, uh, you can this? probably turn security, it off. But... You can turn yeah. it off. Yeah. I know you like it though. That's what I was saying. It's like, can you turn it down a little bit? So it doesn't feel like a power drill in your hand. <laughs> um, yeah, you can definitely, you can turn it down. I think it, I have it at like eight right now. Um, I am enjoying it though. I did a, I did a derelict on my main character before the expedition came out with that controller. And I don't think the aim has changed, but the, the feedback has definitely changed. I can feel each little blast from my, from my pulse, the, the bolt caster, I can feel each bolt coming through. It's, and it just, it feels a little more, um, it's more tactile. I, I just, I feel better yeah. with aiming it. So it feels good. And, but it, my hand's tired. 300 yeah, you... cobalt. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my finger. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's a long sustained, you know, just, you know, buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah. And it's constantly getting harder so the the hotter your um your mining tool gets the greater the resistance of the trigger on the controller oh good grief so um so it's great because i don't have to look at the little at the little bar on the right to see if it's getting red or not i can feel it so mm. i can back off and go back on again and back off but yeah it's well <laughs> I love it. That's what, it's, it's one of my it. favorite things that they upgraded was that now there's a little uh, there's a little overheat bar that shows up right next to the uh, the beam, um, so oh. that you can you can see it while you're looking at what you're mining, um, and it and it at the very end when you're about to overheat, this thing starts to go up, and then you know, you know, as soon as you see that, that it's time to start pulsing. I never noticed that. It's always because I'm mining and looking in another direction. Like, <laughs> I'm mining and I'm looking Ooh, around. Those are pretty. <laughs> is there any carbon down here? Ooh, those are pretty. Can I mine those? Hey, is that a hazardous plant? Like, you know, distracted. Yeah. So once you make a bunch of money, then you can just start buying all of the stuff that you need because you are going to need a lot of stuff. Um, 
you know, there's, there's a lot of things to install and upgrade and a lot of the rooms now are, you know, more than just, uh, um, silver and chromatic metal, you know, they need, you know, the, they need, uh, some other parts because now they have equipment in them instead of just a, a room, um, you know, that's a box. So yeah. you need facium if you're going to do the cultivation chambers. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew uh, how to get that. Yeah. And, and fortunately, facium <laughs> is also, um, oxygen expandable. Um, so if you put oxygen in with your facium, um, you can multiply your facium. Oh, I'm going to do that right when I log back on tonight. Because I was short like four. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Ray's recipe for aerated shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you it's just okay, you, you fluff it up and it just gets bigger, you know. Well, luckily, you can build your uh, nutrition chamber. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> you can build that area right next to where you plant the facium. It goes from fudge to moose. That's, that's fucking <laughs> nasty. <laughs> How, I'm so sorry. When that came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no. How are you the grossest person on this show? <laughs> you bring it out in me. Oh, my God. I think eating too much is what does that. <laughs> um, no, it's weird that the now the nutri nutrient processor, that it's like it's got a room to itself, which is cool. But like yeah. the fact that it's just full of plants. Right. That's kind of strange. Like yeah. I, I thought it was going to look more like a kitchen when I saw that there was a nutrient room. Oh, like, that's cool. And then I planted it. I was like, oh, that's weird. All right. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it, but. I'm surrounded by carbon. What am I just making creature pellets and that's it? Yeah, salad. Can't make salad in that <laughs> thing. <laughs> um so one of the one of the tricky components that you need to get um in order to uh increase the the your hyperdrive uh range is cadmium and one one of the rewards gives you the drive to be able to get to red planets but it requires cadmium in order to build it seems kind of weird so in your in your starship it takes chromatic metal to build the um the upgrade that lets you go to red planets or red systems rather um so I don't know if this was an oversight or, or what. I don't know if they'll end up changing that because you. Uh, but so originally the the workaround that I came up with was you buy, um, the, uh, the ship modification modules, uh, for, um, uh, pulse engines. And when you scrap those, it gives you uh, 75 uh, cadmium. But I, I saw a post from uh, Lava Lamp that said if you buy any of the weapons upgrade modules uh, from the Starship uh, vendor, 
those give you 150. Oh, wow. And so you only need two modules instead of four in order to get that, to get enough to make that drive. You know, much easier to do. Plus, you don't have to uh, do the save and reload in order to get the uh, the vendor to restock his inventory to buy the same one over and over again. Um, because they'll typically carry two. And there's still only 70, um, 70 nanites uh, to buy those. So they're definitely a good value. And you get the uh, the cadmium that you need to be able to build that uh, uh, hyperdrive exp uh, extension. And you also get to go to red planets after that, or red systems. Keep saying planets. Nice. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a big help. Because you get that plan um, right away. Uh, when you're going through the the milestones, so in in the, this one more than any of them, you do the the milestones one at a time, uh, because most in most cases, uh, completing one milestone unlocks something that you need uh, to complete the next one. Um, usually, a room, you know, to build in your freighter, and uh, you know, so you do them one at a time. Some of them are. You know, some of them are spread out. Um, if you're doing it right, you you'll get the uh, the phase four, you know, make nine million units uh, milestone. Uh, after your first visit to the, uh, you know, the planet for ancient, ancient bones. But, uh, you know, also, you know, whatever planet you're on. Uh, because, you know, you, you want to keep in mind that you're you're not going to be doing a lot of planet visiting um, after you leave the first system, you know, because you'll have all the, you know, all the components that you need at the space stations. So you'll be able to go buy stuff at the space stations when you uh, when you're warping around and you won't need to go to planets except uh, to hit the rendezvous. And so. Uh, when you're on those, you know, the, the first planets in that system, uh, start scanning everything uh, because there's – you need to uh, scan a bunch of plants, animals, and minerals um, to complete milestones. And so, you know, you want to you wanna get as many of those scans out of the way as you can, um, you know, while you're already spending time on the planets. So – Make sure to do that part. It has to be, um, it has to be like unique or discover the plants because um, I was scanning and scanning and scanning and um, I swear I did more than 20 on a planet and it was only giving me 10. Hmm. So I went to other planets and, you know, I would get like two or three from a planet that people hadn't scanned already. Okay, well, so one way to fix that is to turn off multiplayer. Oh. It'll make your game more stable and everything is unique to you. 
Well, that's yeah. amazing. I'm going to do that. It's worth it just for stability because yeah. you wouldn't think that it would be that unstable, but it's like you get a bunch of people together. Things seem to get a little bit wonky. Yeah. So it's, that's what you kind of have to do. Cause I did turn it on there for the first day. I thought, I'm going right. to try it out. And it was sometimes it was like a, uh, a slideshow just going into the uh, space station. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. I just, I turned it back on just so that I could go visit my own freighter. Um, and get the get those milestones, and then I turned it right back off. Did you wave at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I exchanged oh, I, I exchanged gifts. You know, you can't go visit somebody's freighter and not exchange oh. gifts. Is that what you're calling muling now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that on my normal on my normal save game. Um, you know, no, these guys were just you know, um, you know, giving little trinkets. Nothing uh, substantial, but uh, yeah, that that'll that'll make everything a little bit easier for you. So the the first time I went through, um, you know, I was I was multi-tool hunting and you know crashed ship hunting and you know uh, going to pirate systems and looking at the. Uh, uh, the solar ships and, you know, trying to find a good solar ship and, and everything. And then by the time I got done, I realized that you can do the whole thing with the crappy, uh, and I mean, crappy, uh, little, uh, shuttle that they give you. I got a much better shuttle on my Xbox character than I do on my PC character. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I got the on my PC character. I get the uh, the double toilet paper tube. Oh yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I've, I I was calling it two soup cans tied together with tape. <laughs> I'm still calling them the shittles. I can't the stop. Shittles. <laughs> <laughs> that's typo I've seen, right? Yeah, it was not a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I thought you did that on purpose because oh, I got yeah. in there. I was like, oh, they are shittles. <laughs> yeah. You know, calling him a, a crappy shuttle just wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, I, think, I don't think I got the two tubes, whatever it is, the tube ones. I got a boxy one. Did you? Back, yeah, with a bunch of wings. It was obnoxious how many wings were on this thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you can you can definitely make it work with those. Um, so... When this expedition, when you claim the last reward, um, it goes immediately into a normal save. Um, so, you know, before you claim the final reward, make sure you're done being in the uh, in the expedition mode, uh, because once you you your last reward is a base computer plan and uh, it becomes a normal save. So one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, if you, if you want to just, you know, collect all the stuff and then, you know, uh, 
you know, either share the stuff with other characters or uh, with other players, uh, you don't need all of the um, the ship and exosuit and freighter expansion um, that you get in the game. When you claim a when you claim the milestones rewards, uh, it'll automatically go into a screen to let you either expand your ship or. Uh, expand your suit or your multi-tool. And if you hit decline, then it'll go out of that animation and it'll just save the, uh, the, you know, the upgrade modules. And so you can, you know, you can either wait until you get a ship that you want and, and put the augmentations in that, or you can, you know, shuttle those over to another character. Um, you know, if you want to do that, so that even though the uh, even though it automatically tries to get you to add them, uh, you can you can decline and just keep the uh, the upgrade modules. That's good to know. I've been saving mine because my ship is so crappy. C C class stands for crap. That's <laughs> true. Ah, uh, um, my shuttle is so infuriating, and I spent so long. Um, trying to find a a decent ship, and then I'd get to find decent ship and realize I didn't have enough enough to buy it. Mm. Um, which is more advantageous, um, fixing a ship that you've found or buying one? It can be pretty close. Um, you know, depending on what kind of. Uh, junk you've got um, and if you know the plans to make you know some of the different specialty parts unlocked so if you know how to make uh, um, you know the hydraulic parts and the um, the microprocessors and you know the quantum computers and all that kind of stuff um, then you can do it you know, at a little more reasonable price. But if you have to buy all that stuff uh, to fix it up, then it can be it can be pretty expensive in the uh, in the long run. And when you're fixing those little components, um, that just clears them out of your space, doesn't it? You yeah, don't get it just stuff. opens up uh, inventory slots. Okay. Because I found I I found the ship that I wanted. It's um, you're going to hate it. It's like a, a wingless hauler. It's so tiny, so, so small. It looks like um, <laughs> like a deceased parrot. Like nope. It's just really, <laughs> really like I've, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah. And it was it's bright orange. And I really, really wanted it. And I found it in B class on a planet and I was really debating on whether I was going to spend the time getting Pugnium and all of that stuff mm -hmm. or, um, or whether I was just gonna, you know, scrap it. I ended up scrapping it and now I'm regretting it because I can't find a, I can't find it again. I know where it is. I just yeah, need, I mean, they do, you know, if, if there's a, if it's crashed in the system, then it's also being, you know, flown around in the system too. So it's yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. 
I just have to wait. Yeah. So, so you can get two really quick milestones done. Um, one is called reclamation and the other one is recycler. Um, so one, you know, the reclamation is you repair a broken ship and the uh, recycler is you scrap a ship. And so if you find a crash ship, you know, don't do anything to it. Just claim it. Get back in your in your good ship. Fly back to your freighter. And when you reload, that ship will be on your freighter. Um, now go over and hop in and out of that ship. Uh, go up to your, uh, you know, up to the, you know, rooms in your freighter and hop in your teleporter and teleport to the nearest station. And that ship will follow you. And boom, now you've got uh, reclamation. Uh, because because that ship is now on the space station, they figured it must be fixed. And so even even though you haven't done anything to it, except hop in and hop out, um, it, it's now considered fixed. And then you fly over and scrap it, and you get uh, the recycler because now you've uh, scrapped a ship. Selling lemons what we're doing. Yeah. And so I, I found out because that's how I always do uh, crash ships. Um, so I never, ever fix the, the landing gear or the pulse drive. Um, I hop in, hop out, hop back in my ship. And then um, if it's a brand new save, then, it, you know, once I've built my first base and you build the teleporter and you go visit the space station, uh, when you and then teleport back to your base, um, at that point, then I you can summons those you know those crash ships um, to you, and then teleport back to the space station and scrap them without having to fix them up. You know, not that, not that I'm saving. <laughs> The Gecker Corvacs that you're selling it to are none the wiser. No, they have no idea. And the little robots, they don't care. They're tearing it all down anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, no harm, no foul. But it's definitely the Geck way of doing things. I say, honestly, <laughs> this sounds like Space Age Chop Shop. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I'm down with it. Uh -huh. So... That's uh, yeah. That's so much easier than going around and repairing the damn ships. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's I, not like it's really that hard. You know, you 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 know, dihydrogen jelly, metal plating, a little bit of uh, um, pure ferrite, and a hermetic seal, uh, which is uh, co condensed carbon. Um, you know, so it, you're not saving a ton. It's just you're saving time. Yeah. I was trying to remember because my very first ship that I got um, after I, when I started playing this game, you know, you start out with a radiant pillar. I traded that in when I found a crash ship and it was a hauler. I didn't know any better back then. And 
I remember like I had to unlock every single broken space on it. I only had like four to start off with. Uh, and there was a lot of, of, of pieces I had to, and I think I had to pay. And I don't remember if it was nanites or units or what, but it seemed like back then you had to like repair it in somewhere. Mm. You had to go somewhere and have each piece repaired, and it cost some kind of currency. I, I want to say that's what it was. It's been so long, I don't remember. I was like, I don't remember the last time I actually stopped and like repaired a ship that wasn't the Radiant Pillar. And now that I know I don't have to, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I've, think that's the first I've done time it. I have. Yeah, I've done it for some of the uh, for crashed exotics. Um, there was a squid ship of a particular color I was looking for, and I only knew where to find the uh, the crashed version. So I got that and and um, you know fixed it up. But that's the only time I've done it. And what do you do, Jen? I oh, I've never. Um, I didn't. I always did it the way that the way that you told me to, which was you know go to my freighter, mm-hmm. um, and and cash it in without fixing it. And this time, I've been fixing them because I'm on the fence. I'm like, oh, this one's kind of nice. A ship in the hand, <laughs> you know. I could just keep this one. So maybe I'll just fly it for a little bit, and I end up. I end up fixing them just to see what they're like. And I got really excited because I thought, well, I was, I woke up this morning, like super excited to go find a ship. And this was while I was having my first coffee and still a little bleary eyed. And I, you know, got my, got my distress beacon. I go down. I'm like, yes, an orange box. That's my ship. And I started fixing everything, the shield, I started doing everything with it. And then I got in it and it's a freaking shuttle. It's not the ship. It's not the hauler that I wanted. Oh, shoot. It's just... <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to wake up before I do this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be frustrating. I did get a little more when I cashed it in, but meh. Yeah, the, on my first playthrough, I was running around in, in one of the systems. I don't remember which one, but uh, it, uh, I, I was at the trade terminal there, and I heard the exotic come in. Uh, so I ran over, and it was a little blue um, guppy, and. Mm-hmm. I, I scanned it and it was, you know, 15 slots. So I can't do that one. I'll have to get that um, to spawn in, you know, at a higher, a higher slot count. And so I hopped in my ship and reloaded and nothing, 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 nothing. Um, so I thought, okay, well, let's give it a try. So I hopped in, did another autosave. Uh, when I came back out, turned to the right. 12 seconds, turn back to the middle. And uh, it was the fifth ship that flew in and it flew in at a, in a 19 slot. So I was happy. Wow. Luck of the geek. Every time. It's it's disgusting. I'm telling you. 
But didn't you find two broken down haulers that also gave you several million right off the bat too? Yeah, I ended up scrapping that uh, that save because I had a problem with the um, it. Uh, there was a, a glitch with the um, with the Normandy and the Leviathan. Right? Did they did that get fixed? Uh, I believe it has been fixed. Uh, but it didn't retroactively fix the save that it had already had it broken. And so I just uh, trashed the save. And um, we'll see what comes of it uh, on my next run. But yeah, so I, I I've had found a transmission tower and got a distress beacon. And it was like, you know, 400 U away. So I just had to run down the hill, and as I was crested the hill, it's a big uh, ball hauler, and I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so I go down, and it was worth like 34 million. Um, you know, you don't get all that back because you only get a part unless you fix it. Um, but it was still a nice haul. I think we got like 7.4 million or something like that, and then. I was, uh, well, then uh, Artemis's ship, uh, when I got to that point, uh, Artemis's ship was a ha was a hauler. And uh, that one was worth, uh, you know, six million. And then I was just flying around randomly and, and found another hauler. So it was, uh, you know, that, that was def definitely one of the luckiest gecks I've ever seen. Except for the uh, the frigate uh, problem, which ultimately sank the uh, the save. Wow! But I'll start another one, and it'll be just as lucky. <laughs> so, what did you get when you uh, when you what kind of character did you get when you uh, when you got this one started? The first one. Uh, an anomaly. You got an anomaly? Yep. Baker, what about you? Oh, the weird, the big eared thing. I don't know what the hell you'd call it, but it almost looked like a mogwai without hair. It looked like a gremlin. <laughs> this is such a Jar Jar Binks. The one that <laughs> looks like Jar Jar Binks. That ugly oh, thing. Did you keep it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with my uh, Xbox, it was a little purple geck with a mohawk. Really? Yep. I I don't know what's happened. I get Corvax every single time. I'm always getting Corvax, but this time I went anomaly. I have like that light, that sphere of light. Mm. So no head actually, just a just a ball of light. That's what I get. This time. Okay, so yeah. that's that's a traveler. That's a traveler. Yeah, anomalies are the ones that look like space bin. Oh. Okay, then that's what I changed to. I you was changed. a traveler. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the I weird, changed. the weird, funky heads are travelers. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer, but you have to, um, you know, for some of the helmets. You know, like if I want to wear the Gek battle helmet, 
I have to I have to choose a a traveler um and then try to make it look like a gek. Really? Yeah. Which is so strange. Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, you can make them short, but can you go that short? Yeah, you can get it pretty much gek like and then you can get the gek armor and all that kind of stuff. But you're still a fake gek. I like yeah, you're still a fake gek. So <laughs> I I usually don't wear those uh wear those helmets. I like to just, you know, I I there's you know, one of the presets for the body is super super short and skinny. Um so you know, it looks like a 10-year-old gek. And uh and so that's the one that I do. I don't understand if it's a helmet like that. Why you would at least that one you would think you'd be able to wear on a Gek character. Yeah. I mean, of all of them, <laughs> the ones that look like Gek <laughs> can't be put on by the Geks. Ridiculous. Uh, so there's a a patch that's currently in the um, the experimental build of the game uh, that should be mm-hmm. out. Um, probably either just before or about the same time as this podcast is released. And it is going to give us stairs for our freighters. My goodness. Um, stairs or stair corridors. Cause what we had before was too much, I think. Yeah. So they'll still be, so um, it'll be very much like the ramp. So it's still going to be a, a corridor that leads up, but it's, um, it'll be stairs. It's not, so it, it's something besides ladders right now. The only way you can change floors is via ladders. And, you know, that's annoying. And they have their own room. I don't, I feel like we could, I mean, we like have, like I'm programming it or something, but it's like, I feel like, aesthetically it would be nicer just to have a basic set of like white stairs that go up or you know whatever you can change it to but just like plain old stairs or just plain old ladder instead of each one having their own room yeah you know i mean maybe the like i'm really thinking of the building in 76 when i think about this it's like you know it's just like a a set of stairs that's in the middle of the room if i want to walk up instead of them having their own off to the thing you know off to the side and they have to have their own individual chunk which isn't that bad now considering you know how much room we have but you know why do, why does the ladder have its own room i find that very confusing and it's a chunky room too yeah that's very yeah. strange i don't love those uh those pillars we get in between the rooms when you're putting them side by side yeah i did buy the uh the expansion room so um i'm using that as kind of a central corridor with little coves like cubbies um so putting them on there is is helpful but they sometimes come in at different levels too so you're stepping down and stepping up and stepping down and stepping up yeah so um yeah trying to i'm trying to work with that system to get them all on one level and looking clean and i've kind of got it um it looks very clinical i made it all um white with uh like a pale green line around everything so it looks a little hospital like like it's the color of scrubs or something but um but 
I'm making it feel better when I like, just by opening it up a little bit, it just felt like I, I didn't know where I was getting lost. So one thing that concerned me a little bit, um, when I was playing around with, you know, before the expedition came out, um, is that, you know, they had, they had made it so that when you, uh, w when you changed freighters, when you bought a new freighter, uh, your base would, you know, would be in the new freighter. Everything would be built the way you had the other one built. Um, when I upgraded my freighter on the Lucky Gek character, mm -hmm. it did not. Everything that I had built in the other one was gone. Oh, no. And so I had to start over in the, uh, in the new freight, in the new freighter. So well, it didn't, it didn't give me back my materials anything well the stuff that's in your inventory yeah you have to move that manually well, well the what do you mean yeah the... no the yeah the storage stuff was you know the that's that's no big deal that's easy enough um the only thing you have to be careful of is that whenever you're uh swapping inventories it doesn't look at your cargo um oh, it just looks at your general <laughs> and so if you have stuff in your cargo slots um you can miss those. Same thing when you when you uh, swap out uh, starships. Yeah, I lost about a million units worth of chromatic metal that way, and mm. <laughs> I've been I've been kicking myself ever since. That sucks. Yeah, that really sucks when all of the stuff in your freighter is gone. Damn. Yeah. So all the all the building that you've done, you know, when you switched freighters, to, you know, it did not. Um, now I don't know if that was a glitch, you know, cause this, you know, this character was definitely having problems, um, you know, with that, with that, uh, you know, frigate glitch. So it could be that that's fixed. We'll find out. I'll, I'll definitely test that out, um, on and on, uh, expedition character. How far are you through your second playthrough? Um, the third phase. This is this is a very uh, chill one, and it's it's I'm, okay. I know people are already doing speed runs, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, what, well, they're they're the getting path? ready for it. They're starting to do the testing oh, okay. and and you know set the parameters for uh, what the rules are. <laughs> twenty minutes. It's <laughs> going to be twenty minutes. I bet. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is just. Um. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see if any of them really, you can, you know, you get a bunch of salvage data with your, um, you know, with your rewards and, you know, the, the salvage frigate data. And so you can use that to unlock stuff in your uh, freighter. And so, you know, if somebody was, uh, you know, thinking ahead, you know, they would, they would buy the uh, the upgrade modules so that they had enough uh, cadmium to also build uh, the 200 light year um, increase that's available for just a, just a few uh, salvage data. 
and be able to jump. Um, it's almost 600 light years. Wow. So they can, they could jump, you know, to each of the different, uh, uh, you know, rendezvous points without having to stop anywhere else in between. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I'm just not spending any time on any of the superfluous stuff. Um, you know, because the first time I played through, I would, I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to find a ship and, you know, trying to find a, a multi-tool. I was hitting all the, the minor settlements, trying to find a, an S-class, uh, you know, multi-tool cabinet and it was all unnecessary. So one other thing that you can do to make a lot of money if you, if you want is if you've been, you know, following along and doing the Twitch drops, uh, you'll have, I think a total of five haulers available to you. Um, from the uh, Quicksilver vendor in the uh, Anomaly. And so, you know, they're twenty to 30,000 units apiece to scrap. Twenty to 30,000? Yep. Or, sorry, million. 20 million? Yeah, 23 million and 33 million <gasps> is what I was yeah. getting. Plus, you get some nanites from scrapping those uh, modules that come off because you get A-class yep. modules from them. Yep. Um, if you claim the, what was it, the, uh, oh, my God. I want to I mean, I'm wanting to say shuttle, but that's not it now. I've got the word shittle in my head again. <laughs> um, claim the explorers. Scrap those. You get some A-class hyperdrive modules. Mm. So if you wanted to jump in, a, in an explorer and then call your freighter, into each system, you could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's if you want to, I think on the second round, you know, personally, I like to go through in the first round without just using what's in the game or what they provide. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. but if I'm going to do it a second time, like I did with Permadeath, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it with whatever they give me in that anomaly. Yeah. I did notice that, that any of the multi-tools that come with advanced mining beams couldn't get them in the anomaly. Hmm. Yeah, it it does seem. Oh, sorry. It it's one of the rewards. So I don't know if they did it because of that. Um, but uh, yeah, they definitely have have done a lot of nerfing of stuff in order to, um, you know, to guide this through the way they want it to go. Uh, I did go claim the most recent multi-tool that we got as a drop because it's vault tech colors and my character is uh is vault tech colors too blue with some a little bit of yellow and, mm -hmm. and, and I, it's got a it looks real nice you know they really hit those colors it's almost like they wanted to and it with that multi-tool it just completes it so i will i did go get that yeah but other than that it's like i don't think you really need to claim too much i mean Especially if you see a something on the ground, like they, people advertise with their bases, you know, what they got there. And you could probably make yourself a few hundred million just hitting bases. Yeah. And it, I mean, really, you know, after the first system, 
you know, there's just no, you know, you, you, you don't break out your multi-tool. You don't need it. You know, unless you're dumb and forgot to buy salt at the, uh, you know, at the uh, space station and you have to mine some to be able to build your Nautilin. Um, otherwise, you just really don't use your multi-tool. You uh, know, well, you're, was, you're scanning. I was dumb. Me I too. I that. Yep. Uh, so I ended up having to go get, I needed chlorine, which had to be, had needed an advanced mining laser. And I needed uh, the salt. So I ended up going and like collecting everything to be able to build that advanced mining laser. And so I probably wasted way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that was me. That was me too. Yeah, I don't feel so bad then. I'm glad you suffered too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the at the second rendezvous, which is where you get the, um, you know, the plant, you, you get the plant. So... But it, it scanning plants gives you the um, gives you the plans for the Nautilin, I think it is. Um, and then at the second the the second rendezvous, which is where you really need the Nautilin, because the the crashed freighter is is far offshore. Um, there is uh, there there's salt in the uh the the rocks underground underwater so you can get you can easily gather up enough salt um you know right there at that freighter i didn't do that well <laughs> i hadn't claimed the reward and so i couldn't build the noddle and i didn't have the plans and uh <laughs> and so I had to swim. And then I just, I did the Nautilin later. I thought when you built the Exocraft summoning station in your freighter that you would have access to all of your stuff. Uh, and that, that's, that's actually the thing that gives you the Nautilin plans. That's the one that I forgot to do. Oh. Because I didn't, so it, you, you get that when you... Um, you know, you get that before your, um, what do you get? You get the, you get the plans to build that when you read the log, when you get to the second system, the second rendezvous system, you read the log, it gives you the plans to build the summoning station. You build the summoning station that gives you the plans to build the Nautilin you go to the surface to the rendezvous point and you know, that's where you need to build the Nautilin. Um, and you can get the, um, you can get the little green crystals from the uh, volcano vents uh, right there, you know, wherever you land near the, uh, near that crash freighter. And then uh, you can build the, build the Nautilin and go down and, and get the second uh, rendezvous point. It wasn't far. I didn't have to swim down far, so I just I just swam down. No, mine was a long way from shore. Oh, okay. There was just so damn many, like, calm balls and stuff near this one. I kind of thought everybody got directed to one. No, no. It's random all over the planet. 
I died. I died swimming back from mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. That's, uh, so you lost your save? Um, no, no, because it's not permadeath. No, I mean, but I mean, it's like anything that you did after you got out of your ship, you lost it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you had to start over and go back down? Had to go back and do it again. Yeah. That sucks. It was a pain in the butt. It was such a pain in the butt, but, um, I was like swimming to shore and I'm trying to put my ship down. Cause there was like a shallow, shallow bit of water on top of the land. And it wouldn't let me put my ship down because there was water there. And I'm like, come on, right? really? So I yeah. finally <laughs> get to shore and it's a freaking cliff. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to like put it down on an angle, put it down on an angle. Finally, I get it to go green. And I died right then. I had nothing. I didn't have oxygen. I didn't have sodium because I had just started. I had nothing. And I, yeah, I died. And I thought, thank God, this is not permadeath. Yeah. I was just really, yeah. You didn't I see any of those plants? Death. Oh, you froze to death. Yeah, I yeah. froze it used to be, I think, where going underwater kept you from getting cold or something, which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah now, you used to be able now, to duck storms by going in the water. Now that you, yeah. yeah. Now you can. Oh, okay. So I forgot that this was not a permadeath save, and I had a hell of a scare oh, yesterday because <laughs> I was on a planet where I swear every three seconds there was a tornado, yeah. and and I was standing in a. Uh, uh, oh my god. Every, we do this every time. Ray, what are the places called where they got like six places to land? Trade post. Gosh damn, trade posts. I want to call them minor settlements. Um, trade posts. I was standing in there and a tornado sucked me out of that thing. What? Was oh, wow. Whipping, whipping me around, banging me against the side <laughs> of the building. And I'm just like, I'm freaking out because in my head, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And then, I'm, and then I was like, well, it's, no, if I die, I can just, you know. I'm right there. I just yeah. got out of my ship just a second ago. But yeah, it was like I was standing in there talking, like just talking to one of the characters, I think it was, or maybe you're looking at the terminal. I don't remember, but I got yanked out of the menu and whipped around. That has never happened to me before. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's like, can you, I, I didn't know you could get pulled out of those buildings. It <laughs> makes sense since they're open, but nobody else is flying around. Right. So why? Holy shit. I don't even want to stop at those on stormy planets now. Not in permadeath, at least. Yeah, I got frustrated because I was trying to land on one of those that are, you know, the the plants that are on top of that plateau are sticking out of the water. Um, And so you're like, you know, certainly these, you know, you know, three or four foot long, you know, landing gear that, you know, come out of the bottom of my ship or, you know, long enough to, uh, to keep me suspended out of the water in this, you know, ankle deep water. Uh, but it won't let you land. But if you build a base underwater, which you can, you can build the base computer, um, deep underwater and you don't build any, any structures or anything and you don't build, um, you know, teleporter, and then you're, you know, on a space station and you teleport to that base, um, your ship will go with you and it'll be in deep water. 
and you know you can get in your ship and and fly out of the water. So why the heck can't you land in ankle deep water? Yeah. No, but when you teleport somewhere, <laughs> No Man's Sky's got some kind of dumbass rule that they have to put your ship in the stupidest spot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I've had my ship come in sideways on the sides of cliffs and just like it's just whatever, you know. Although I think sometimes you can land like that. But it's it's I don't I don't understand what their portaling back to your home base <laughs> logic is when it comes to where ships are placed. Because yeah. it it's like because I tried to turn a um a crashed freighter into a sh- into a home because I thought that looked awesome. And it's like wh- there's a place to park right there. You know, why doesn't the game realize that and just put your ship right there? Yeah. But it parked it somewhere on the side of the freighter, like up on the metal. And I was like, that makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah. There's no sense. In... Uh, I routinely build at trade posts. And so, you know, quite often yeah. my ship will spawn into the ceiling of the uh, trading post. And I've had it up high enough where I couldn't get into my ship. Uh, yeah. And so. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, fortunately, you can just run out to the landing pad and use nav data to uh, to call your ship to the landing pad. Um, but it's just it is hilarious how they, you know, how they choose, you know, where you where you're going to land. You got six landing sites all around you. And this thing's, you know parked out in the middle of space well i like it when i'm because i have turned a couple of trading posts into my bases and the way that my computer is placed the ship is almost on a pad on a landing pad Mm. but then another ship will come in immediately and land (laughs) inside my ship right (laughs) but mine will be turned you know to like seven o'clock or something so it's like completely off kilter Uh, i don't it's fun. I, I hope they don't change it. Like, it sounds like I'm complaining about it, but it is really funny as shit. Oh, yeah. What happens with your ships? Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm really glad. Like, I'm, I still got to do it because I feel like I have to do it because it's a milestone and I, and I have to. But I'm glad that they made that one optional about visiting someone else's freighter because not everybody else is comfortable with that. And, uh, Sometimes it's hard to find somebody to join up with. Yeah. 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 It's... So you, if you, if you if your freighter is in that system, um, their freighter will not show up for you. Um, so if you want to land on a friend's freighter, you have to dismiss your freighter uh, from the system, and then their ship will show up, and you can land on it. Okay. I haven't even tried it yet. So I was going to save that one until, you know, one of the, like I saw one of you guys online and I was just going to come invade your freighter. Um, but it's, uh, it is nice that they just made it optional because yeah. there are a lot of people and you see them mostly on Reddit that are just mad that there's even multiplayer in this game. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact there's like, they ruined it when they added multiplayer, but it's, it's, really great that it doesn't have to be done in order to finish up the entire expedition. Right. But the rewards make it worth it. Why wouldn't you want the Atlas passes and the glyphs and And five million units, five million units. Yep. You know, 
That's a scrapped, crappy hauler yeah. for free. Yeah, Portable and you, and you don't even have to go upstairs. As soon as you Did fly you in, friend? as soon as you fly into the into the uh, you know landing bay, um, the the milestone procs. Oh, that's good to know. Funny you. This week. <laughs> I'll have to turn my uh, multiplayer back on. <laughs> yeah. It might be glitchy for us, but we can give it a show. Does it, yeah. God, that, that does enable multiplayer for everyone, unfortunately. Yeah, you All can right. you can change the settings. And I most of yeah. the time I play with multiplayer on. I just turn it off during expeditions, um, you know, to make it smoother. Yeah, that's why I started turning it off, too. And then I keep forgetting to turn it back on. And then when, as soon as I remember, I was like, oh, I should turn that back on. And then they start a new expedition. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's – I wonder why it's just expedition modes where it's so wonky in multiplayer. Uh, because there's so many people. You know, so you figure any of the rendezvous oh, points, yeah, like you know, something at either time. the very first system, you know, that is always going to be crazy because there's so many people, you know, spawning in. Um, and then all of the all the rendezvous systems um, – you know, everybody everybody has to go to that system at some point. Um, so there's going to be a lot of traffic there. Uh, when you're out in, you know, when you're on in transit between the uh, rendezvous systems, it's not as bad because people take different paths to get there. Um, but uh, whenever you're in any of the concentrated areas, that's when you get all the, uh, the glitchiness. Um, right. And it's because there's so many people. Normally, when you play with multiplayer, it's no problem because, you know, you might only see two or three people, um, you know, in the course of a day, you know, gameplay, um, you know, that happen to be in the same place you are. Uh, but, you know, when it's in an expedition, there's a lot of people doing it. So. Yeah. What is the max per server? Is it 32 still? As far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. I know they've had huge meetups of people in the game. Yeah, they've they've maxed it out. I was like, I wonder how glitchy it was for them to do that. Uh, you know, we did it. We did an event with the um, with the precinct group, and there were probably maybe ten or eleven of us, and it was fine. Okay, you know, it didn't have any problem at all. You know, I think I think when you get you know north of of twenty, it probably gets a little dicey. You know, and that that's where you're at when you're doing an expedition. You know that those servers yeah. are are you know are always running heavy. It's almost instantaneous when I turn off multiplayer. How fast everything just kind of clears up, the stutters go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> No glitchy. Like I, I get kicked out of menu sometimes, and then it's like, oh yeah, I need to turn turn multiplayer off, and then everything's fine. But then I don't have those issues when I go to the anomaly in my normal mode or my permadeath mode. Yeah. Because you know now that I figured, I realized I can just turn PvP completely off. I'm not worried about having multiplayer on permadeath. So I go and do the weekend missions and let other people join me and whatever. And but I don't have any of those issues in the anomaly. And sometimes it's completely full in there. Yeah, but completely full in the anomaly is not is not that many players. Um, How many? 
So there's how many spots there are. <laughs> maybe fourteen. Oh, okay. Um, because I know there's there's six in the middle, and I think there's four down each side, maybe. So, yeah, maybe more sixteen. So it's not full, though. It's not full capacity of a server. Yeah, no, it's definitely not the, a full server. Interesting. Oh, it's probably a smaller area to have to deal with too, because it's probably its own, its own rendered area, like an indoor yeah. place, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can you join it. You know, we I've I get lobby full every once in a while uh, when I try to fly into one. Oh, really? I've never had that. No. Yeah, I have a, a few times. Yeah, oh, me too. Mm -hmm. What What happens when, does it not just not let you in? Yeah, what you happens? bump up against the door until it, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so you sit there for a second while it, you know, cycles through to the next one um, and then <laughs> lets knocking. you in. Yeah, you're knocking at the door, bumping oh. it with the nose of your ship. <laughs> Like it's stuck. Let oh. me in. Let me I've in. never ever had that issue. I didn't even know that was the. Is, maybe is it the weird hours I play? Maybe probably. I play. Yeah. I play. I tend to play like when everybody else is sleeping. That's when I'm just getting on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm playing when no, I'm playing when the Australians are awake. Never mind. I was trying to remember. Because I was playing with some people the other day, and every time I get in there, it seems, it's the same with Sea of Thieves. One of the times when I'm playing, it's all Australians. Yeah. Okay. You just Maybe. live in a different time zone. <laughs> my, my brain functions in a different time zone. <laughs> Job, um, but it's uh, it's it's maybe there just aren't that many Australians playing the game. I guess Sea of Thieves is definitely different, but yeah, I've never had that issue. Ever. Like even the middle of the day, actually, on the weekends when I get on. Yeah. It doesn't happen a lot. No, I've never bumped on the door. I've gotten the notification, but I've never I've never bumped on the door or had like a Vakeen bouncer come in and yeah. tell me that I got to leave because they're at fire code or something. I was going to say, did you just kind of, what did you do? Did you just kind of fly away dejected? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Went to, fine, I'll go to the station. <laughs> yeah it's always just let me in but i get like i i do get the notification and and it's empty like the the whole place is empty yeah because you'll be the first one in yeah i was gonna say does it kick up like a new instance of it yeah that's mm -hmm. what i word i was thinking of earlier was instance yeah. yep okay yeah hmm. well, you're just your computer's so fast ray that you have to wait <laughs> Yeah, for everything else to catch up. Well, and yeah. also I I go to the anomaly a lot uh, because I that's how I you know travel back and forth between uh, pirate systems. Um, so I do I use the anomaly a lot. Yeah, it's fun to see people in the anomaly. Like I usually am just passing through or just grabbing a mission and then I'm gone, but. Like I'm completely the opposite on everybody else, or you know the people that complain about there being multiplayer. It adds something to it. 
Like it's it was such a it's like it's always been a fun game, but it did always feel pretty lonely. You know, way back in the beginning, and then for years after it came out, and then they finally added multiplayer. It was like it definitely. I think it added something to it. Like even if you only play with other people once in a great while, it's it's definitely better than it was before. Yeah. I think because it was literally just just like oh I'm done in this system on to the next one. That was all it was before, and now what were we on? Twenty updates later, twenty major updates. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Four is coming too. I wonder what's going to be what's going to happen with four yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So the speculation on that now is that it'll be around the um, uh, Twitch launch. Or not Twitch, uh, Switch launch. What's that, October 7th? Hmm. Is that about, oh no, this is still July. Huh. Yeah, so middle of August is the actual anniversary of the game. I think that's when it's going to happen. Eh, do you think they're, they don't seem to like do anything on the anniversary ever? Uh, I mean, the summer update is usually right around that time, but you know, now just... the, now the big question is, was this the summer update or is there going to be something else? Yeah. The summer update happens when stuff goes on sale on steam. That's what, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's like... how they knew that this update was going to happen because, um, yeah. you know, we got the emoji on Monday and then Tuesday it went on sale. So, so that, honestly, that's how you, if you just follow Sean Murray on Twitter, then you will know when this game is going to be on sale. If you haven't bought it yet, or you want to buy another copy for your switch. Yeah. <laughs> just follow him. And when he drops an emoji, just get your wallet ready. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he's stepping up his emoji game. So he must be on the uh, cutting edge of emojium, uh, because, uh, he's got, he, he, he posted that he's got a new tool that lets him uh, combine emojis. Yep. So now we're going to have no idea. Anything that he posts that's a mixture of an animal and anything else is just going to look like one of the creatures from the game. No. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the most majestic horse with a bug's face the other day. Like the... <laughs> The body was all sleek and muscular, and this horse looked like it could have been a champion, like, stallion or something, or like a show horse. And then it turns around, and it's the fly. It's full-on Jeff Goldblum <laughs> yeah. right at the end. And I went, hmm, yuck, and walked away. <laughs> oh, my. It's so shallow. Uh, I ain't playing no fly face horse. That's ugly. <laughs> like, Can't I know imagine that's yourself riding me. around on the back of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a shirtless Vladimir Putin riding around on this <laughs> fly horse. <laughs> uh, oh, awful. Awful uh, image. Uh, so, everybody get out there and do this uh, expedition. If you haven't already, um, you know, definitely, definitely get out there. It's uh, it, it's not hard at all, and you know it's it's not permadeath. So, uh, and when you get done, you'll have a better understanding of how to build a a freighter base, uh, which is my preferred kind of base. 
Um, and it, uh, it definitely, it's easy to follow. You know, you just go step by step, follow the, follow the milestones and you'll be good. You know, especially everybody that's on scorecation. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on over. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really accessible one. Um, the pacing is good on it. I like it. So with that, we will catch you next time. I was so happy Polestar wasn't about stripping bikinis. <laughs> now I can't unsee that in my brain, Baker. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> See you in space. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Butcher, Baker, and Candlemaker in Space. Find more information about the show on Twitter at BBCISSS or ASAPodcasting.com. The Butcher, the Baker.